the um, just got a message. Uh, Brother Martin is still in the ER, so uh, we in the house of prayer, and we want to lift up one more time because I know our God is able. And I, I just feel better to put him back in his hands so I don't get stressed out. That's what I like. So, Lord, we just place him in your hands, oh, God. Father, Lord, we thank you that he may be in the ER, but, Lord, I know where he really is, oh, God. He's in your unchanging hands, oh, God. He's in your healing hands. He's in your powerful hands. Oh, Lord, we just ask right now that you give us rest, Lord, that we can be rest and assured, know that he is safe with you, oh, God. And so, Father, Lord, give us a confidence just trust in you and your will and for your healing power, oh, God. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Have your way, almighty God, we pray. Amen. We have read the text for this morning, looking in John, the 10th chapter, looking in this great gospel by John going to deal with this series if you see that on, on your bulletin y'all see that on your bulletin in the front credible Christianity the reason why I have this title is that too many times as Christians we are not credible people are turning away from our faith because they see Christians having lack of faith they claim to love Christ, but cannot love their neighbor. How is it that we say we serve a loving God, but we are so mean-spirited? How is it we tell a God that we love, we thank him for his mercy and for his grace, but when it comes to someone else, we have no mercy or no grace? And so I want us to look on this morning in John, the 10th chapter, at the standard bearer, Jesus Christ. If we say we are followers of Christ, then we need to know what he did. We need to be a, a, a paying attention to his life so that we know how to follow the leader. The children play that game, follow the leader. It's amazing that children can pick up on games so quickly, not asking any questions. We're going to play the game, kids. The game is called follow the leader. You do what I do. Okay. End of discussion. But as we mature, as we get older, we're going to ask, well, why I got to follow what you say? Why I have to do it the way you tell me to do? But a child has no problem and says, that sounds like fun. I'm going to do what you say. But as we get mature, we think we're smarter. So we always have questions. And not knowing how to follow. In this text, we're going to find it the same way. You have those who should be following, asking questions, and not following. John, the 10th chapter, looking from the New Living Translation. I want to highlight in, in, our, in our hearing, out of his reading, just a few verses. I, I want to read verse 30. And then I'm going to go down to verse 36. Gospel according to John 10th chapter. Are you with me? Amen. If you don't mind, you can stand for the reading in honor of God's word. Verse 30. The Father and I are one. Why 
do you call it blasphemy when I say I am the son of God? After all, the father set me apart and sent me into the world. Don't believe me unless I carry out my father's works. But if I do his work, believe in the evidence of the miraculous works I have done. Even if you don't believe me, then you know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Praise God for his words. You may be seated. I want to read that verse 30 so you can see what's happening here. He go, Jesus goes on to say, the, the Father and I are one. There's not two. We're not separate. We are one in the same. But the problem here is that the Jews did not believe it, so what did they do? They picked up stones. They picked up stones because one of the great things to do was somewhat blaspheme God. It was a righteous judgment on them that they should die. But the problem is here that there's nobody blaspheming. You just have people upset because they got a new person on the block telling them what to do. But yet, that's why he's the incredible, credible Christ. Can I ask you a question this morning? What do you believe? Your belief governs your actions and how you will live. The word believe as a verb defines to take something to be true, real. On the streets, kids say trill. To trust a statement or promise of a person. To suppose or think or to have trust, faith, or confidence. Jesus, for some, for some of us today, is report, as reported in this gospel, have an issue in believing in him. But some of us today have no problems putting our faith and our unwavering trust in Jesus saying who he is. But Jesus' works also speak for themselves because they are trustworthy, believable, and even, dare I say, credible. This brings us to the topic I'm trying to lift from this passage this morning, the incredible, credible Christ. This is because the worst Jesus has done is to, is to some unusual and some impossible. But he is able to do the impossible. If you know that, just tell your neighbor, I know he's able to do the impossible. Because Jesus is our rock. He is our standard bearer. He is our banner. He is the measurement for which we are to live. This then will result in us having a credible Christianity, following our credible Savior, doing incredible things. John's gospel is showing to us the signs to show us the proof that he is in Christ. In other words, John's gospel is written to give us evidence of the works of our incredible Messiah known to us as Jesus, who is now the resurrected Lord and Savior. This text shows us that the Jews have stones in their hands. This seems puzzling to me, knowing that they're on an inside place. They are inside a place because it's cold and it's outside. They got stones in their hands. It might suggest to us that they already had their minds made up, that they did not want to believe what Jesus had to say, that they brought some stones up in the place ready to pick them up when they wanted to. Because the text says here, if you look closely, it says again. <laughs> Once again, meaning that they've done it before. 
And that is not something new that they doubted Jesus they've done it before. Anybody here know somebody that just has problems in doubting Jesus? They just can't believe him no matter what you say, no matter the evidence or the works that have been done, that they've already made up their mind, I don't believe that he is real. My father and I asked me about a show that comes on. I don't want to say the name because I'm not trying to give anybody credit, but they asked me, do I watch that show? And I let them know I can't stomach it. I can't stomach people making jokes about my God. It's, 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 it's as personal to me as we know how we say the street, what you say about my mama. You start talking about the one who died to set me free as if he's a joke, as if he is not real. I, I can't just sit there and laugh at that stuff. And so I take it serious to me when people want to discredit a God that's full of credit. We see here, as I see Jesus is looking at them and saying to them that, why are you questioning me? In this text, we see that Jews have stones in hand, seeking to stone Jesus for blasphemy. Jesus asked, I sold you many good works from the Father. For which of them are you stoning me? I can see Jesus looking back as he's asking this question, saying there's at least uh, six signs in this gospel of John that I have been responsible for. Five have already been done while I'm standing here in your presence. I can see Jesus going back. Are you upset when I turn the water into wine? Is that upsetting to you that I was able to make something from water into wine and that they declared that it was better at the end than it was at the beginning? Hello, somebody. <laughs> Are you upset that I was able to heal an official son without seeing him, without going to him, but just simply telling the official your son is healed? Was that upsetting to you? And was it upsetting to the people because they came to believe he must be a prophet? Was it upsetting to you when I healed an invalid for over 38 long years, unable to move, but I was able to let him know to pick up your mat and walk? Or, or was it upsetting to you that I am the bread of heaven, the living bread, able to feed the multitude? Does, was that upsetting to you? Or maybe you were upset that I healed a man born blind. These words have called many to believe he is a prophet, he is Christ, but it's caused them to have more anger and angst against the incredible, credible Christ. Look how they answered back to him. The Jews answered for him, for good works, we do not stone you, but for blasphemy, because you being a man, you make yourself out to be God. Can I stick a pin here for a moment? That some say that Jesus never confessed to be God, but Jesus made it clear. That's why they understood they understood what he was saying. That's why they got mad. You say you and the Father are one. You said you were before Abraham. You said Moses wrote about you. Abraham waited for your day, the seed of Abraham. And you come to teach us, the teachers of the law. Were well, you a carpenter boy? If you go back to the seventh chapter, his own brother said, you crazy. You out of your mind. If you, who you say you are, then show your signs publicly. Well, look what he has done. I have made the lame to walk. I have made the blind to see. I have feed the multitude. I even walked on water. But yet y'all still not believing in me. The incredible, incredible Christ. Look how Jesus responds to them. Jesus earlier said, I and the Father are one, has made them upset. But let's look, does their own scriptures that they believe to be the holy test get them upset? Because look what he responds to them, quoting from Psalm 82, 6. 
found here in our verses 34 and 35. Has it not been written in your law? I said, you are gods. If he called them gods to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. So if the scripture shows these unjust judges called little g gods, and they dare to question the son of God, whom God has sent to become our redeemer, our savior, and they call him a liar. They look at their text, Psalm 82, 6, happy that he calls judges who are unjust gods. But they get mad when the God, the living God, stands before them and tells them who he is. They call him a liar. Do you say of him whom the Father sanctified and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God? Because I said who I am, you don't believe me? Well, look what Jesus said. He said, all right. If you don't believe that, that's fine. So now we move on to our crisis credit. He says, look here, if you don't believe what I say, believe what I do. If I do not do the works of my father, do not believe me. But if I do them, though you do not believe, believe the works so that you may know and understand that the father is in me and I in the father. This brings us to what I want to highlight into our text, how we need to know and understand. Tell you that we need to know and understand. What do you need to know and understand? I'm glad you asked such good questions this morning. You need to know and understand the incredible, credible Christ. Let's look at why Christ is credible. We mentioned the signs, how he turned water into wine. Jesus spoke a word and healed the official son. Or the, or, or the sign that Jesus healed a man of 38 years being an invalid, but is told on the Sabbath to pick up your pallet and walk. They got mad because it was on the Sabbath, y'all, that Jesus was healing. I'm so glad that Jesus can save on any day of the week. Or they were mad at the healing of the blind man or feeding the multitude. These were all public signs. But the John's gospel shows some signs that were not public but was private. Y'all know in the sixth chapter when he was walking on water. This sign showed the followers, the apostles of Jesus, they saw a Christ that was able to walk on water in the midst of a storm. Peter decided that, Lord, I, I know that is you. And if it is you, I want to get a little bit closer. Anybody here want to get a little bit closer to Jesus? Peter, knowing who he was, wanted to understand a little bit better that I had to get a little bit closer. Anybody had done that before? You saw something, but you had to get closer? I don't know why I do it, but I, maybe you might be with me. Now, I'm in my car. I don't know where I'm going. I turn the radio down, and I lean up on the wheel. I just want to get a little bit closer, make sure I don't miss anything. I can see Peter now on the ship seeing a ghost. They believe now saying he is Jesus walking on a water in the midst of the storm saying, Lord, I know it is you. I just want to get a little bit closer. Why did he want to get a little bit closer? He wanted to know and understand the incredible, credible Christ. And so as he got closer, maybe as it is for Peter, it is for us that we realize as long as I keep my eye 
on Jesus, everything will be all right. But as soon as I lose focus on the incredible, credible Christ, I find out by myself I'm not credible. I have nothing to stand on that I start sinking. Am I talking to somebody here this morning that understands that only when Jesus is able to save us? Even when we're drink, uh, 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 sinking in the depths of the sea, far from the safety of the ship and the peaceful shore. But I came to let us know this morning that we can surely cry out to the incredible, credible Christ. Jesus goes on to say to them in this text, he said, if I do not the works of my father, what? Do not believe me. Where there's one more work of the father that Jesus was called to do. Back in the Garden of Eden, when God told the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, he shall bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him on the heel. This seed comes through 42 generations to be born in a manger to bring light to a dark world that he created and turned from him. Yet they received him not, thought it his punishment was of God, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes uh, we are healed. Uh, and that's why they had to put nails in his hands and nails in his feet to hang him from a tree to die for the sins uh, of the world. Uh, am I talking to somebody here this morning to understand that unless the credible, cred incredible, credible Christ came and did these works that I might be able to believe. I have a few people here with me this morning. That's all right, because uh, uh, we need to realize that if I don't know him and understand him, then I don't know his power and understand the redemption I can walk in. Because they hung him on a tree, this is the works that he did on this tree. The works he did is that he became sin for us. And this is what I want you to grab here, that as he's pointing to them to know and to understand, look at the works. Just like many of us, I was not there with Jesus. So I did not hear what he said. But I see his works. What's the works I have seen? All I can do is just speak for me. I've seen how my life has changed once I confess him as Lord. Anybody here seen how things change in your life when you turn it over to Jesus? There's many other people that will tell you to turn it to somebody else, but you can let them know I'm holding on to Jesus. There's many other people that want to discredit who the Christ is, but you can let him know on Christ the solid rock I stand. I'm pointing out to us here, if you're not missing anything that I'm saying, that he is incredible, meaning that he's able to do unusual and surprising and exceeding things beyond what I've regularly seen. How can I know this? Well, uh, I got people that that's not my friends anymore. That's all right. But I haven't hurt them as much as I hurt my God. But he calls me friend. That's why I can get excited every time I can walk into the house of a prayer or see another brother and sister in Christ and look at them with a smile. And they can smile at me saying, we got a friend in Jesus. And these are the worst. We may not seen water be turned into wine. We may not seen food get multiplied and feed a multitude. We may not have seen a, a someone lame get up, somebody blind to see. But you might have seen Jesus speak in your life. 
And things start changing because of the incredible works that he has done on the cross. Because at the cross, at the cross is where I first saw the light. We realize that they hung him on the cross and put nails in his hands and a nail in his feet. But you understand that he died on that cross and they put him in a grave. But what reminds me that when he was on that cross, he had nothing but nails in his hands. But you know, when he got up early that Sunday morning, he had all power in his hands. Pointing out to us to let us know that there may be somebody that doubts me, but believe the works that I have done. What are the works you have done, Jesus? Well, Jesus says, how far do you need me to go back? You want me to go back tomorrow? I woke you up. That's not good enough for you. Well, let me go back. Before there was the earth, I was there. Oh, that's not good of you. Before you was in your mother's womb and she knew your name, I was there and knew you. What I'm trying to point out here, that our God is so incredible in spite of ourselves. He loves us and he puts up with our mess. And so if us to look at him as our standard and our measure bearer and look at what he can put up with, how can we not put up with somebody for just a little while? Because if you know him for yourself personally, like I know him, like Peter had to get to a little bit closer look at him, then you will see too that your life is better with him than without him. You too will find out that long as I keep your eyes on Christ, as Paul wrote in the Philippians, keep my eyes on the prize of the higher calling. Everything is going to be all right. So I just want to encourage you to know that Christ is credible. And your trust in him is the place to be. The hymn says, and Salah says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name, on Christ, the solid rock. I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Anybody here glad today that you know Christ is credible and you can stand on his word? No matter how the lies may come, the enemy may come, but you can say on Christ, uh, the solid rock I stand. He is, our, he is our refuge. He is our fortress. He is a present help in the time of trouble. So good day now, Zion. May the Lord bless you real good. But on your way home, you ought to tell somebody that my Christ is believable. How do I know? Because he's real. He's real in my soul because uh, I can feel him. Uh, he's changed me. So God bless you. May he keep you. Hallelujah. There might be someone here that wants to confess to the incredible, credible Christ. I, I want you to know that he sees you right where you are. And you may not know him, but he wants you to get to know him and to understand that he is mighty to save. He is able to save. And he can change your life right where you are. Father, Lord, we come. We thank you, Lord, for saving us. We thank you, Lord, for redeeming us. Lord, there might be someone here that says today, Lord, I want to give my life to you. Father, Lord, I pray they can confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And they believe that he died on the cross for their sins and he rose from the grave on the third day with all power in his hands. Lord, I ask that they can say, Lord, I ask you to come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. Lord, I, Lord, I thank you for saving us. Lord, I thank you for forgiving us. 
I thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. May we stand and extend a hand, extend a hand of discipleship.